We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in. Trevor Lane here for LakersNation.com. You're home for everything Lakers. This is the LakersNation.com live post-game show. Your Lakers just took down the New Orleans Pelicans in summer league action. It's a pretty interesting game. One that got overshadowed by a little bit of news out there about Russell Westbrook parting ways with his agent. No, that wasn't the most important part. The most important part was why they parted ways. It's heavily implied in the piece written by Adrian Wojnarowski that Russ's agent, again, according to the agent, Thad Boucher, uh, would like Russ to stay with the Lakers, and then it implies that Russ would not. We'll talk a bit about that. We'll talk about what we saw in this game tonight. Talk about Jay Huff returning to action. A lot to dive into. Joining me tonight, got Sean Davis from LakersNation.com. Sean, how are you doing? I'm doing well, outside of slightly overreacting a little bit to a few of the stuff that has come out in the past couple of hours uh let's let's get straight into our chat because i know we're gonna have a lot to talk about tonight andrew muth said this news will force rob to give up both picks and get the deal done Kyrie is still a top 25 player in the nba lebron ad and Kyrie equals championships so that was essentially my uh my takeaway from this was that this isn't going to help the lakers leverage i don't know how much it hurts it but it doesn't help it And I think it just creates a bit more urgency if indeed this is how Russell Westbrook feels. Now, Dan Wojcicki of uh, the LA Times said that Russell Westbrook has not requested a trade. Mm -hmm. I don't think he really has to. It's very clear the Lakers have been trying to move him. I I don't think that means a whole lot, but that does matter to some players that they weren't the ones asking out that the team decided to move them. Look, we saw Kyrie do the same thing the other day with with the source close to him uh, in the article in the New York Post. So Russ hasn't requested a trade, but clearly the agent and Russ parting ways and the agent, which is strange, the agent putting out a statement the way that he did, but the agent's statement made it pretty clear that Russell Westbrook, according to the way they split, doesn't want to stay with the Lakers. Um, Are you surprised by this, Sean? Am I surprised that Russ does not want to stay with the Lakers? No. Am I surprised that on this lovely Friday evening <laughs> that we got this news? Yeah, I'm surprised because like like you were mentioning, Trevor, we just don't typically see stuff like this, especially come from agents. 
Um, it, it, it was just weird. I think the timing is a little bit weird. Um, everything is just weird right now. And uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm definitely surprised about the news that came out. I'm not surprised that he wants out. Um, and Mark Medina did confirm like, hey, it doesn't matter. Like if he does. If he uh, doesn't or hadn't requested a trade delay because I've been making calls or whatever. So uh, that doesn't matter. Um, so, yeah, man, I'm just confused, honestly. I don't know what's going on anymore. Uh, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Mark Medina uh, did explain it doesn't matter. Lakers are making calls anyway. Yeah, it, it, that, that's absolutely 100% correct. Doesn't matter if he's asked out or not. But again, that does matter to agents. We saw LeBron. LeBron get in on the mix. Rich Paul, well, LeBron and Rich Paul both got in on the mix too, um, saying it's cold. LeBron's a troll. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. They they have a little bit of fun with it. They do. They have a little bit of fun with it here. We do also have a summer league game to talk about, but um, let's see. We've got a com uh, comment here. Assuming coaches. Darvin Ham. Uh, Darvin Ham and Sheed. That's what I'm confused by. Rashid Wallace didn't wind up becoming a Lakers coach, even though that was the rumor for a bit that he was going to. But Darvin Ham and Sheed will make Austin Reeves, Stanley Johnson, and Wendell Gabriel even better defenders. That's fair that the Darvin Ham can coach those guys up and make them better defenders, young players. It's also fair to assume that young players will naturally improve if they could shoot 35% from three next season. Don't they become MLB, MLE caliber players? Yeah, look. If they improve their defense and can shoot league average from three, yeah, in theory, especially Austin. I think Austin Reeves has the best chance of becoming a mid-level exception level player out of that bunch. Do you agree with that? Yeah, which good for him kind of concerns me a little bit because I think we're near the range of like non-taxpayer MLE as long as Reeves, you know, shoots a, around league average or above league average. And he continues to to play lockdown defense that the way he did last season. I think we could be talking non-taxpayer MLE from Austin Reeves. And uh Stanley could work his way back up to taxpayer. Wenyan, honestly don't think he's gonna play enough to get back in that range. Um, but with the other two, I could definitely see that. You know, we talked about this a little bit on the on the live stream over on playback, and I'm curious to get the chat's take. If you had the option right now, and I I'm almost a little bit, little bit hesitant to put that out there, this out there, because sometimes we have recency bias. But I'm going to say it anyway. If you got to choose right now between either Jay Huff being on the Lakers roster or Wenyan Gabriel, who would you choose and why? So, chat, let me let me hit you guys with that and let me know what you think. Meanwhile, Mamba mentality says Rush should have opted out. Um, that's that's you know when we look at this, if Kyrie really wanted to be a Laker. He could have. All he had to do was sign for the mid-level or the taxpayer mid-level. Uh, if Russ didn't want to be a Laker, he could have just opted out. The challenge is neither guy's going to do that. Neither guy's going to turn down what for Kyrie it would have been thirty million for Russ. Forty-seven million would have been turned down, and then whatever he got in free agency would have offset that somewhat. I mean, maybe he gets ten million from somebody. I don't know. Um, guys aren't going to part with that much money even if that's what it is that they want in terms of a landing spot. If Russ wants to be somewhere that's not the Lakers, which is understandable completely. If Kyrie wants to be with the Lakers, um, they still had opportunities to do that, but they weren't willing to sacrifice the money that they would have had to in order to make it happen. Yeah. The chat is heavily saying uh, Huff, by the way. I figured, I figured that would indeed be the case. Most people saying Jay Huff, um, he's been good. 
he's been really good. I think that Wendy Gabriel is a bit more versatile of a defender, but I mean, I've been saying it the whole the whole summer league. Jay Huff looks like an NBA player out there, and that's that's fantastic. Uh, check Westbrook's likes on Twitter. We were talking about that on the live stream. There's uh, somebody clearly that he knows that's been sticking up for him on Twitter, and Russ has been going through and liking those posts. Obviously, Russ is on Twitter and he's reading this stuff. He's aware of what the response is. I'm curious to see if he if he issues any kind of statement himself. That uh, I would think that would probably be the next step in this news cycle here. Uh, Joel Hernandez, Lakers found their Duncan Robinson. Swider is a sniper, the amazing Swider man. What do you think about, about Cole Swider? Can he be the Lakers' Duncan Robinson in terms of that shooter that you find kind of out of nowhere, comes in and makes an impact? Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I agree. And I think he's been really, really good for the Lakers in summer league. Um, Chat starting to fire up Swider Man. We love it. Um, Amazing Swider Man. There we go. Um, I, I hope he could be a little bit better than Duncan Robinson defensively. But if you get Duncan Robinson under, and I think we we trash on Duncan Robinson now because of the contract he got, but you got to realize that's still a steal that Miami were able to find that Oliva shooter that could play rotation minutes in mm-hmm. the as an undrafted free agent. Um, and the Lakers did that here as well with Cole Swider. You just hope that uh, that he can um, become at least a serviceable defender defensively because then you're talking about a guy that can pretty much for his entire career play 20 and 25 minutes at least as a rotation player. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I really hope so. And I think tip tip your cap off, tip your hat to the Lakers scouting department. They, they do a heck of a job every single year, and uh, Cole Swider is another example of that. Uh, defense be damned. Cole needs a roster spot. Like, here's the thing. I've already got some people in the chat. And by the way, I'm seeing the chat overwhelmingly for Jay Huff over Wendy and Gabriel. If Cole Swider, who right now is on a two-way contract, were to be given that 15th and final roster spot, which I don't think you do until you know exactly what's happening with Kyrie, with trades, with all that sort of stuff. But if he were to be given that roster spot, that would then free up a two-way contract that you could give to Jay Huff as a means of fending off other teams from taking him away? Or is is Jay Huff, has Jay Huff shown enough to where you would say, I know we probably don't need to carry a third center, but we're going to keep him anyway and just give him that 15th roster spot because we don't want to lose him? Would you go, is that the path you would go down, Sean? I don't know. Um, I would just try to see if you can, I, I'm, I'm kind of in favor of giving Swider converting that two way to a, a minimum contract and then um, give Jay Huff that second two way because I, I think not doing either is catastrophic because you don't do either of those. I don't know how any other NBA team, I don't know who has two way contracts available. Um, off the top of my head, I think the Raptors might have one actually, but um, I, I don't know how any team can look at Jay Huff if they have a two way contract available or a roster spot open and uh, say, let's not get Jay Huff with one of those two things. So I think the Lakers definitely have to do one of those two things. Either give him that last roster spot or give him, convert Swider, likely Swider over SPJ, and then give uh, Jay Huff the other two-way. Wait, Trevor, something happened? I know. Yeah, yeah, I apologize. I wasn't uh, exactly following everything you were saying there because I was skimming the LA Times article from Dan Wojcicki and uh, Brad Turner. Turner. 
um, explaining what's going on here with the Lakers and Russell Westbrook. So let me give you guys the Cliff Notes version here. Essentially, what what they've said is that uh, Russell Westbrook was uh, in the Dan Wiki again stating that Russell Westbrook has not requested to be traded. Um, we've talked about that. I don't think that matters that much. The Lakers have been shopping him. Additional sources told the Times that the decision to split with Fouché had nothing to do with the Lakers. Which... I think I think we know who additional sources are. <laughs> right? I mean, it's got to be that the there's an account on Twitter that Russ has been liking the comments of someone named Noah. Um, I don't know exactly who that is, but um, but uh, has made some uh, obviously Russ is following that account and he's liking tweets from that account and he made that exact that, that yeah has pictures with Russ made that exact statement that it has nothing to do with the Lakers. They also okay. say in the article, I don't know if you're getting to this, that yep. there still exists optimism among some players that some players that deal for Irving can still be struck. That's that's what's interesting here. Among some players. Who are the players? <laughs> and and the fact that they're optimistic that a deal can be struck with Kyrie Irving tells you that the players want that to happen. Right? Yeah. And I mean, somebody mentioned in the playback stream that the only player to go up and address Russell Westbrook at Summer League was THT. And even then, that was a little, it was a little awkward. Because um, they'd be talking about, um, could it be talking about Lakers players wanting Russ to get traded? Are we talking about uh, wanting Russ to be gone? Are we talking about Russ, obviously, wanting out of L.A. somehow? Are we talking Kyrie, Joe Harris, potentially, wanting to become like this? This whole thing is a mess. I mean, look, we, we've been riding the roller coaster of this whole situation for weeks now. Um, I don't know when this when this ride's going to stop, but here we are with another wrinkle now. I don't think, look, the the guy saying that there's there's nothing to do with the Lakers. That's that obviously flies in the face of what the agent's statement was, which again, strange for an agent to make a statement like that. And now you've got this bit in the LA times about players being optimistic that a trade for Kyrie Irving can still happen. Mm -hmm. There's a lot, there's a lot going on here. And look again, go back to this. If Russell Westbrook does not want to be a Laker for as much as we you know, have criticized Russ and all that kind of stuff, completely understand. Yeah. Completely understand if Russ, the, it makes, it would be surprising if he wanted to stay. Yeah. Given the way everything has gone and given the way that the team has clearly been trying to trade him all offseason, despite publicly saying all the right things, they've been trying to trade him. So it makes sense if Russell Westbrook wants to be somewhere else. Now, though, you've got some players optimistic that a deal can still happen. That suggests that players are hoping that Russell Westbrook gets traded for Kyrie as well. Who those players are, we don't know, but another thing to throw in there. And I'm hoping that when they say multiple sources have confirmed that's nothing to do with the Lakers, I hope that's not just the Nate guy. It's like actual reputable sources because that kind of confirms the theory that I had that they're not even or like Nate and Russ potentially aren't even denying that Russ wants out and the agent thinks the best thing for him is to stay. They're just saying, hey, that not may be point. true. It's just not that's not why we fired him. Right. Right. 
Uh, Esham976, an opinion on LeBron saying Boston Celtics fans are the most racist NBA fans. This is a knock on Celtics fans going back to the old Pistons-Celtics rivalry. Um, you know what? I, obviously, I so there's no love lost for me from me for Celtics fans. It's not in my nature, right? Not, not, not how I grew up. Keith Smith, one of my good friends, he's a Celtics fan. I, I um, exempt him. So I still, even with that being kind of my background, and I'm always going to see things through purple and gold lenses, I struggle with the generalization of, of putting a painting a whole fan base fan in base. that way. That that's the part that I that I struggle with. But that I think that's about as far as I'd want to go with that. LeBron's gonna see things the way that he's gonna see things, and he's gonna experience things differently. So maybe that has been his experience with with the Boston Celtics, and he's just saying what's what's true to him. I don't like generalizing an entire fan base, just like just like we see people say that Lakers fans are all casuals and don't know the game and don't that I, I can tell you firsthand that is not the case. Generalizations like that I don't particularly like. But again, I, I can't speak to exactly what LeBron's experiences have been with Celtics fans. Yeah. I do think it makes a Lakers Celtics matchup that much more. That much especially more. if the Lakers trade for Kyrie. Oh man. You've got LeBron, who just made the comments that he did. You've got Kyrie, who Boston hate is not a strong enough word. And you've got Anthony Davis, who told the Celtics he wouldn't stay if they traded for him, told them he didn't want to be there. There's going to be plenty of venom if the Lakers trade for, even if they don't, but even just Lakers Celtics, there's plenty of venom coming from the Boston crowd. There's no question. Add all this into it, though. Oh, my God. I mean, the NBA might just make this the marquee matchup. This this could be a Christmas Day Christmas matchup or Day. something. Either uh, this or like us and the Clippers, maybe if we get Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Antoine Wade said Max Christie looks more comfortable. I did think he looked a little more composed in this game. He's looked that way the past two games. I think the biggest thing is he's been more aggressive, man. Those that first handful of games, what was it, the first five games or so, including the California Classic, he just looked like he was just too passive, too hesitant, you know, trying to dip his toes in the water a little bit, get his feet wet, which is okay. But you see in the last two games, he's attacked downhill a little bit more. He's shooting the ball a lot more. The defense was already there. But, yeah, I agree. Oscar said, Genie's tweet, Braun, Rich Paul, cold world tweet, um, summer league avoidance, Braun the shop clip, all shots at Russ. Now, I don't think the Genie tweet is. The Genie tweet. So the Genie tweet before Genie talked to Mark Medina of NBA.com, I had heard that it really was just about Kobe and that was it. And people were reading too far into it. And then Genie confirmed that uh, in her. And again, it's coming from Genie, but uh, she confirmed it in her interview with Mark Medina that that was not about anything other than just Kobe, period. But it is Every, interesting when you look at all this, though. Yeah, I was about to say, just to add on, everything else, sure, you can read between the lines a little too much or just right and kind of combine all this to say, yeah, maybe he is taking a shot at Russ, but um, the Genie tweet, at first glance, sure, I actually would agree, but 
took me about an hour. It's like, yeah, no, this is just her really missing Kobe. Uh, Gotti said, we need to find a spot for McCoy. I, I think he'll get a spot on the South Bay Lakers. Maybe you see an Exhibit 10 contract come into play or something like that, but most likely you'll see him with the South Bay Lakers. Yeah. Uh, Navaneeth said, hey, Trev, love from India. Oh, welcome in from, from India. Fantastic. What's the status of Austin Reeves' contract right now? Signing Cole Swider around good defenders will help make up for him not being so good defensively. Yeah, so Austin Reeves' contract, um, the Lakers picked up the option. He has another year left on this deal, so it'll expire in the offseason of 2023, at which point he'll be a restricted free agent, and then the Lakers can give him a new contract, or if they don't, then he could go somewhere else. He could be offered a deal by another team. The Lakers don't match that, uh, then off he goes. But they should have the opportunity to make him a restricted free agent. Yes. And hopefully don't pull another Alex Caruso. That'd yes. be nice. Hopefully that does that does not happen. Um, if, by the way, I would have to run this by Keith because this is on the fly here and I'd want to dig into this a little bit further. Because he was undrafted, I wonder if Reeves falls under the Gilbert Arenas provision. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. He might, which would give the Lakers extra protections in order to keep him and would limit what other teams could offer him. Sweet. I, I, I would I would need to dig further into that. I don't want to put it out there and say that's for sure because I um I gotta think about that one and look at it a little bit. That may, may be the case. And something certainly that we'll know for sure as we get into the season. If Russell Westbrook publicly says he doesn't want to be traded to the Nets or the Spurs. Will that affect a trade for Kyrie Irving? No. <laughs> for the Spurs, no. It may not even affect it for the Nets. I don't know. It depends on if the Nets would. So from what we've heard, the Spurs wouldn't be trading for Russell Westbrook, the player. They'd be trading for the $47 million expiring contract. For them, it doesn't matter whether or not he wants to be traded to them because they'll probably just buy him out anyway. And that was part of the story from Adrian Wojnarowski was that the agent didn't like the idea of Russ going someplace that would then buy him out because of the stigma that's attached to it. And because ultimately what usually happens with those players, is they get bought out, they're still getting paid the bulk of their contract. So they go sign somewhere else for a veteran minimum. Agents don't like it when guys sign for veteran minimum contracts because it's hard to break out of that. It's Once you're on a veteran minimum, it's hard for teams to see you as more than a veteran minimum guy. Now, Russell Westbrook could certainly be the exception to that, but 
in general, it, you don't want to start being seen as that kind of player. And that's probably what would happen to Russ if he goes to, say, the Spurs and then gets bought out. So that's part of the, the equation here, too. Um, again, though, in that scenario, he's just a contract. The Nets, it could be the same. The Nets could also be looking at him as just a contract to get bought out, or they could look at him potentially as somebody to play. I st- he's a terrible fit with Ben Simmons. But for the Spurs, at the very least, it would not affect the trade with Kyrie at all because it's a buyout agreement anyway. Unless, unless Russ were to say, I'm not going to accept any kind of a buyout. You're paying me the full price and, and tries to muck things up, then maybe. But just Russ saying, I don't want to play for the Spurs. The Spurs would say, well, we don't want you to play for us either. It's not what, they're, <laughs> what they'd be trading for. Yeah, and on the veteran minimum point, like look at how hard it took for JaVale McGee to get a tax bearer and then what he's getting now. Like He had to have multiple really, really quality seasons of, you know, with the Warriors, with us, Phoenix, and now he's getting paid. Uh, Denver thrown in there as well at some point. Um, and now he's getting paid a, a good amount of money to play for for Dallas. Gary Payne II, another Laker guy, just throwing out random names here. But like when, like Trevor said, if you start to make better minimal money after getting paid, um, it's going to be hard to repair that value and get back up to making taxpayer and making a, a good amount of money in the NBA. So, yeah, it makes sense why Russ's former agent didn't want him to get traded, wanted him to stay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Julius DeBerry. Oh, no. Plot twist. Russ signs with Clutch Sports. Could you imagine? What did you compare this to? Uh, was it Hulk Hogan going to the M- NWL? <laughs> Something like that, right? I mean... If Russ suddenly signed with with Clutch Sports, then what happens? Oh, my gosh. We've had enough twists and turns already. I can't handle anymore. Imagine Uh, that's what the outcome is, is that Russ just signs with Clutch. Like, where do we go from here? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Maceo Thompson, if the Lakers can't land Kyrie, what other options can truly elevate them to being contenders? I don't think Heald gets them there. Um, that's where you're, you're trying to get some sort of a package. Maybe you can work out something with the jazz. Again, that's something that's starting to go around. Not that there've been talks between the jazz and the Lakers, but this idea that, you know, maybe you get Patrick Beverly and Boyan Bogdanovich. Is that enough to, to get you where you want to go? Right. I mean, you would be trying to recreate the depth of the 2019, 2020 team. If you're not able to get Kyrie Irving, and maybe that's a, a too tall of a task but that's pretty much what you're resigned to doing if you don't get Kyrie. Yeah. Uh, Adam said, do you think with this news coming out, it makes a trade happen faster? I think it makes it less likely, assuming there's this is accurate, that Russ is brought into training camp. Yeah, and I mean, like, the whole point, so I, I talked about this in the last video that we just did, that this might might just might lower the Lakers leverage in a trade because in the past they'd be like hey look how great Darvin and Russ are getting along we don't have to give up two first round picks because we could just roll into next season we trust Darvin Ham to get this to work so you're gonna have to come off your asking price now er, Russ wants out that's gone um but I do think for Laker fans that want Russ gone quicker it, it speeds up the process. It adds a sense of urgency urgency to the matter, like Trevor was saying. 
Russ, you can't bring Russ in the training camp. You just can't do it. Um, and uh, I honestly think I honestly thought that even if Rob, this report didn't come out tonight, I thought Rob was at some point going to give up two picks anyway. So, yay, I guess. Speed it up, I guess. Who knows? It, it might. It might. But again, it takes two to tango. I don't. Yeah. The Nets may not be at a place where they're ready to make a deal. The yeah. Spurs might not be at a place where they're ready to make it. I mean, we don't. We don't know exactly what that that's going to look like. So we'll see. Uh, Intel Wild toenail clippers don't even run a cul-de-sac in LA. I'm not going to argue with you here. That's for sure. He's Lakers Nation. Uh, <laughs> Oliver Spartan, if no good trades are made, could we see LeBron becoming a free agent after this year? Yeah, absolutely. He look right now. He's scheduled to be a free agent in 2023. He has to sign an extension sometime on or after August 4th in order for that not to be the case. If everything stays as they are right now, he'll be a free agent next summer. And I, and I think whether or not he signs that extension will probably be largely related to what happens here the rest of the way and, and what kind of team the Lakers can ultimately put together. Jeannie Buss said they're not done. Let's see what they do. Job's not finished, baby. That's right. It's not. I wish that was in reference to a championship, though, or a title run or something. Servando. Uh, Said, can the Lakers buy him out? Yes, but why? At this point, yeah, why? How does that help you? Had it been like before free agency, you could say, okay, well, you buy him out, you stretch him, and then that gives you more leeway to go use your full taxpayer mid-level exception. Maybe you don't lose Malik Monk. Maybe, right, something like that. You can go have a little bit more spending power in free agency. Now, if you buy him out, you get a little bit more wiggle room with the cap and everything but there's nobody left to go get so it doesn't it doesn't help you to buy him out right now it just doesn't no work. yeah if you're gonna buy him out you probably should have done it before free agency started so you can at least have the option of doing a well not that you couldn't do it now but you could maybe do a buyout and stretch let's say like he only gave back two million dollars or whatever and you stretched over three seasons so He's only on your books for fifteen million dollars this season. Okay, you have a little bit of cap space. Maybe you keep, maybe you keep Malik Monk. Right now, with free agency pretty much over, or with the signings over for the most part, it makes no sense really to buy Russ out. Isle Farkash says, "Now that Indy missed on Aiden, are they more likely to accept a Russ trade? Backup plan seems a lot more realistic now. It does seem that way, but everything we've heard is that that's." Indy is still not interested in that. Well, mm -hmm. let me, let me preface this. They're not interested in miles Turner and buddy healed in a Russell Westbrook trade. That's what they're not interested in. Now, maybe there's still a buddy healed trade to find, and you don't have to include Russ in order to do that. But the backup plan is more alive with Indy. If the backup plan is indeed just buddy, but everything we've heard is that, some sort of a combo of Miles Turner and Buddy Heald, which we've talked about a lot, that's not likely to happen as a as a fallback plan to moving Russ to Brooklyn. Yeah, which sucks. It'd be nice to get both. Instead, it sounds like a, the, getting the Spurs involved in a three-team deal or getting the Jazz involved as to having them be the team to take on Russ in exchange for some of their veteran players might be more realistic. Dane Tucker. Hey, Lakers Nation from Australia. Oh, welcome in from, from hey. Australia. Thank you for joining us. Said, with Kyrie wanting to come to LA, should we look at getting people like Heald or Turner instead? 
and then sign Kyrie next year, given the depth, uh, the LA depth for when that happens. Uh, yeah, look, if you if you can't get Kyrie right now, that you still have to do something. This roster makes no sense as it sits. So you have to do something, and if that means you go trade for former Rob Palenka client Buddy Heald or former Rob Palenka client Eric Gordon, sure. The Lakers need shooting. They need that skill set. I'm not saying that puts them into championship contention, but you do need what those guys can bring. So it wouldn't be a bad idea to go look at making that kind of a move and then go from there and see what you've got. And maybe you can keep yourself in a cap situation to where you can be a player for Kyrie in the summer of 2023, assuming he still wants to come to the Lakers. We don't know what he'll want to do a year from now. Yeah, that's why I'm a little bit more nervous. And I think you just try to get Kyrie Irving in now and then work out something before, you know, you let it get to next season and who knows how he's thinking in a year. Uh, Sports Forever said, what do y'all think are the odds that Kyrie is a Laker next season? I think it's 80-20, 80% he isn't, 20% he is. I've been going back and forth. I, I'm just, it feels like with every report, we're riding the roller coaster where suddenly it feels more likely and then it's less likely. It's more like, I mean, like Mark Stein had the guy who wrote the New York Post, uh, Brian Lewis, that New York Post article on about Kyrie. You know, he's going to play for the Nets even if Kevin Durant leaves. And that guy said he thinks that Kyrie's going to be a Laker. And then Jake Fisher said, it seems like Kyrie's realized that he's not going to be a Laker and he's going to be with the Nets. And it feels like there's something new every day. I've been saying for a while now, I'm at 60, 40, 60% of happens because I just feel like it's, it makes too much sense. I, there, a lot of the buzz in summer league was that it was going to happen ultimately, but I do wonder how much of that buzz has taken a hit now that summer league is wrapping up and nothing got done at summer league. That's, that's my concern, but I'm going to stick with 60, 40, 60% it happens. And uh, I, I'm going to die on that hill. I'm going to come off of mine a little bit when I said bet the house. I'm going to go like that's, 70, that's right. You, you did. I'm going to go like 75, 25, still 75. Like he, it's going to happen. But uh, I'm going to swap. I'm going to use my uh, one get out of jail free card. I'm going to swap that bet the house pick for a bet the house Russell Westbrook is gone. <laughs> and that's how I'm going to play my cards. I'm going to do it that way. Uh, my hair said. Should the NBA block the idea? Kyrie, LeBron, and AD on one team. That's 90 points just to three players and kills any competition in the league. They didn't do it with uh, KD going to go and say, or that, no, no, you don't block it. Also, no chance all three average 30. No, that's not going to happen. And if that's if that was really a thing that the NBA was, I mean, aside from basketball reasons with Chris Paul, if the NBA was really in the business of blocking trades and blocking players going to specific teams, the Nets had... Kyrie, KD, and James Harden. James Harden. I mean, we've seen that super teams don't always work out. I mean, heck, look at 2012. Look at what happened with the Lakers this season. Look at what happened with the Brooklyn Nets. No guarantee just because you have a team full of stars that it's going to be dominant or that all those stars are going to put up big numbers. Raloth said, what about a three-team trade with Brooklyn, Utah, and the Lakers? Lakers get Kyrie. Nets get Donovan Mitchell jazz get Russ a first round pick and a Nets first round pick no that is not nearly enough for the jazz they so, wanted seven picks from the Knicks yeah they the Jake Fisher said he had heard that the jazz wanted seven first round picks a lot of the reporting out there has been six there is zero chance Utah takes 
that offer for Donovan Mitchell. They're not doing yeah. that. The Nets gonna have to give up the farm if they want. They, they just Mitchell. got way more than that for Rudy Gobert. <laughs> right. Hunter said, what did y'all make of Braun's comments on the shop today about teammates who don't care about winning at the highest level? Was it a shot at Russ about coming to LA with no expectations? I go ahead. No, go ahead. You you first. I was just going to say that um, I think of all the things LeBron has done today, which I think he's been half trolling all day. But um, I think that's the least of it, honestly. Like, I think if you combine that with everything else, you can kind of maybe see it. But, like, my whole point is if you take everything and, like, you set it out by itself, this one is just probably, like, the least thing to worry about. And that's just him talking. That's just him saying, hey, look, my I want my teammates – to like have the same level of care and obsess obsession with winning that I do. So I get why people think this could be a shot at Russ, but out of all the things that happened today, I think this is the least one or the one where I'm like, yeah, if this is by himself, it's nothing. Or like if he said this in like last month or whatever, I don't think we're looking at it this intensively. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to read into it too much. Because you'll drive yourself crazy trying to figure out exactly what LeBron meant and who he was talking about. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Easley, what happens if AD has another injury-filled season? Does LeBron stay? Is AD traded? I think, and I've said this for a while now, I think that this season, it's obviously it's important for the Lakers. I think it's also really important for AD and the Lakers' evaluation of him. Because at some point, whether it's next summer, the summer after, sometime in the near-ish future, LeBron James will no longer be a Laker. And at that point, the Lakers have got to make a decision. Is AD, does he inherit the throne? Is he the 1A guy the Lakers are now going to build around? That's what he was brought in to be. Or is he not? So if there are more injuries this season, I think it gives the Lakers a little bit more incentive to, if and when LeBron James sails off into the sunset, to trigger a full rebuild potentially move AD, get as many assets as you can, and then build from the ground up. Now, if not, if AD has a relatively healthy season, I'm talking, you know, he plays 70 games or something, and he returns to being dominant, then you don't, then you then you build around him. I, I think a lot of what AD is going to be for this franchise moving forward may be determined by how he plays this season. No, yeah, absolutely, especially with, if what I think is true and how he's going to have a massive role in the offense next season and still be relied upon to be a defensive player of the year candidate, I definitely think next year can uh, have big implications on Anthony Davis's future as a Laker. Uh, could the Nets now change the deal to three picks? No. they. I mean, they could say they want three picks. The Lakers don't have it, though. Yeah, I mean, like, can they? Technically, yeah, but they're not sure. going to get it. Yeah. Uh, El Cid, do you guys think Christie looks like Kobe? I saw that was going around where somebody covered up the top, like Batman style, covered up the top half of his face. And if you look at like his jawline and everything, it does look like Kobe. Um, from being at Summer League and interviewing him and standing right next to him, you yeah, you do notice it. He does he does have like the jaw is that that Kobe jaw. Even more reason to like him, chat. <laughs> See? Hop on the bandwagon. 
Maverick, does Durant want to play with Kyrie Irving this year or play with Westbrook? I don't think he would play with Westbrook if Westbrook had trades with the Nets. I think they buy him out, right? Maybe. We don't know. We don't know what they would do there. I think Durant being the player that he is would know that he's got a much better chance of success with Kyrie, particularly considering one of their teammates is Ben Simmons. Russ <laughs> and Ben Simmons is, I mean, it's it's about as bad of a combination together as you can dream up in the NBA. Yeah. So Durant would want to play with Kyrie more if he is worried about winning basketball games. Uh, Demetrius Jones, can we add second rounders to the first for Kyrie? Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. You absolutely can. And I mean, two of them next year. Yeah, fairly likely that it happens. Billy, is there a world where the Lakers can get Kyrie, Joe, and Seth for Russ, THT, none in both picks? Uh, we've talked about that trade a lot. If the Nets were down, I'm, I would pull the trigger on that if I'm the Lakers. I, I agree. I think you do it. Um, I was talking about this earlier. Um, I don't think, and I know people have reported this in the past, I don't think a two-team trade is the likeliest outcome anymore in a Kyrie Irving uh in the deal that lands Kyrie Irving with the Lakers, I think it has to be three team now. Why? First off, this whole Russ thing is starting to get. Brooklyn doesn't want Russell Westbrook, right? I still think Rob is being a little bit too stubborn about the picks or whatever. And I think the biggest way to convince the Nets, I think, to say, "Hey, look, whether it's them taking Russ or them coming up and just uh, trading Kyrie," even though. Kevin Durant, and that's my whole point. The fact that Kevin Durant, I don't think he gets traded anymore, that kind of messes up the two-team trade, in my opinion, because I think that's why that was on hold for so long. Because, like, hey, look, let's trade KD, then let's work something out together. But if you go to a third team, maybe a San Antonio, you send Russ to San Antonio. Let's say Brooklyn takes back THT, an ex-player from Brooklyn. Now... The Spurs are sitting here with this massive trade exception, plus maybe a pick or whatever from the Lakers. I you don't mean, know. You, you mean the Nets would have the trade exception? Yeah, my bad. That's yeah, that's yeah. it, Spurs. My bad. I messed, I met the Nets. Um, the Nets now have this massive trade exception on their roster. They go to Kevin Durant, plus whatever whatever player they get, if it's THD and whoever. Hey, KD, look what we have for you. We have 20-something million dollars in a trade exception. What player do you want? We'll go try and get them or like players because if you go one player, it's kind of hard. But um, yeah, I don't think a two team trade happens anymore. And I think it, the big reason is because I don't think KD gets traded anymore. What they're going to want, it nobody's going to match it. Yeah. And that's that's where I'm at as well. Well, why I see it as a three team trade because I think the Nets, it would be a two team trade if the Nets moved Kevin Durant. Yes. If you can't move Kevin Durant and the Nets, the Nets, the best option is not trading Kevin Durant. The best option is keeping Kevin Durant Kevin and Durant. talking him off the ledge here. And if you do that, that doesn't mean you're not moving Kyrie. He's only got one year left on his deal. You might still make this the decision to move Kyrie. Maybe you don't. Maybe you also just tell Kyrie, hey, you're going to play with KD. But if you decide to move Kyrie, you've got to get stuff back that can help Kevin Durant win. If you trade Kyrie and you get back some picks and Russell Westbrook's contract, and maybe you buy him out anyway, that doesn't help you at all in pacifying Kevin Durant. It probably it hurts you. So a three-team trade where somebody else, like the Spurs, like the Pacers, comes in, 
bears the brunt of Russell Westbrook's contract. So the Nets aren't absorbing that money and then sends some stuff that can help them win to Brooklyn makes the most sense in that scenario. Agreed. Mama mentality. Is it just me or has, uh, or McCoy has a Cameron Payne type game? I don't know, but man, Javante McCoy can score. He's got the mid range. I'm excited uh, for the South Bay Lakers season. I I think they're going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, they're going to be so much fun. I jokingly tossed around us doing post-game shows for the South Bay Lakers. You you can volunteer for those, Sean. I, <laughs> I need some nights off every now and then. All right, everybody. Speaking of which, I, I appreciate everybody joining us. You know, We're going to keep an eye on everything and see ultimately what winds up happening with this situation with Russell Westbrook. It feels like there's constant turns and twists in this situation, but... Part of the NBA. It's part of why we love this league. But thank you, everybody, for coming on here and joining us. Whether you came in from Facebook, from Twitter, uh, from YouTube, make sure you guys do subscribe to the Lakers Nation YouTube channel. Ring that notification bell. And don't forget to find us over on Apple Podcasts as well. I I would really love to get even more reviews coming in, five-star ratings, all of that, as we look to move up those Apple Podcast rankings. Till next time, everybody. See ya, and stay safe. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.